Sound of Hockey episode 241. You know what this is, John? It's nope. a it's a 241 special. You get it? It's two, like two, 241, for like two for one. Oh, that's pretty neat. Are we doing two podcasts tonight? Is that well, what the no. deal is? No, there's really nothing different <laughs> okay. about this one, but there's two of us and we're going to make one podcast. <laughs> and hopefully more than four people will listen to it. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Uh, we're calling this one the Ethan Bear episode. Why are we calling it that? And I'm, I'm pretty sure we've called other episodes the Ethan Bear it's episode. It's possible. It's possible. Okay. We are a pro Ethan Bear podcast yeah. in general. Yeah. He's not technically a friend of the pod, but. No, he's not. Definitely a friend of Andy's. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've spoken to him before. Very nice guy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So Ethan Bear uh, just coming back from a world championship gold medal performance in Finland. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a former Seattle Thunderbird yeah, and was on the 2017 Seattle Thunderbird team that mm-hmm. won the WHL championship and played in the Memorial Cup. And I'm just figure this is a uh, stars are aligning to call this the Ethan Bear episode. Very good. Yeah. And he was on the, uh, the broadcast tonight for the Thunderbirds game. We're recording on Wednesday, just after the Thunderbirds have defeated the Kamloops Blazers uh, with a dominant, I think it was 6-1 was the final. It so was. they kind of yeah. dominated that one. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's happening uh, for them. Uh, this is Sound of Hockey. I am Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter, joined as always by John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everybody. I'm NHL to Seattle on the Twitter. And make sure to follow Sound of Hockey at Sound on underscore hockey on Twitter for all of your latest Kraken and other local hockey news. Uh, we give you lots of good stuff there. Um, I'm happy to be back on American soil. We are back in Bardown Studios in Seattle. You might have uh, heard last week that I was on the other side of the world. So um, it's amazing. Quite literally. Quite yeah. literally. Um, like we went up and over the North Pole to fly there, I believe, is the route that you take, which is kind of kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a cool experience, though. I got to say, uh, would, would recommend. It was a, a nice place to visit. Um, okay, we do have a review to share, and I'm just going to put my hand up for a second and admit that we kind of dropped the ball here. So I apologize to Will underscore Lamb 33 because we really should have read this one for you last week. And with my brain being on Pacific time, but actually physically being in the (laughs) Middle East, I think I just kind of forgot it when we got into recording. So anyway, uh, we really screwed this one up. But he says, my dad's birthday, five-star review. Hey, boys, my dad is a huge fan of the pod. We listened to it in the car. His birthday is coming up on May 25th. So we've Ah. officially missed it by a week here. Um, And it would mean the world to me if you could wish Jeff a happy birthday. Thanks, Will. Absolutely, Jeff, happy birthday. And uh, sorry that we're a week late on this, but happy birthday. Thank you both for listening so much. Um, we really appreciate it, and we hope that your birthday was a wonderful one. If there's anything that we can do... Just hit uh, us up next year. We'll do it again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we'll be way more on time uh, with it next year. I was going to offer if there's anything we could do, but I don't... We're I don't not going to offer anything. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> leave it. We'll leave it at the belated birthday wishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Should we sing? Maybe. Uh, we're definitely not going to sing. Okay. You know I'm not going to. Maybe next time. Yeah. Next time. So next birthday. But seriously, happy birthday. Uh, thank you for the five-star review, Will. Leave your five-star review in Apple Podcasts, and we will most likely read it on next week's show. We say we'll read it every time, <laughs> but um, we kind of screwed Sometimes we the... bank a couple, right? Like intentionally yeah. spread them out. Yeah, so, occasionally. Yeah. We, we screwed the pooch on this one, though. That's, uh, that's, that's on true. me. Yeah. I admit yeah. that one's fully on me. He's raising his hand right now, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kraken news. Uh, we have a little ish we have well it's cracking news right ron francis his uh contract was extended uh officially on wednesday and i don't think i'm surprised by it at all i am a little surprised that there's a press conference for it so that's yeah not it felt like something they maybe could have done 
remotely or like via Zoom, I think it's appropriate to to address the media and say this is why we extended him and um, all those good things. Uh, it was just funny that they sent out a press release on Tuesday and said that they're going to have Sam Holloway, Todd Lewicki, and uh, Ron Francis on hand at Kraken Community Iceplex for a press conference. So then there was a lot of speculation and weed admittedly helped fuel it by tweeting out that there was a press conference coming for quote unquote an announcement. Um, but there was nothing else given. And then they, they did send out a press release 30, 30 minutes before it started saying, this is what the press conference is about. And it's so. pretty uncommon for press conferences for contract extensions. Yeah. Now, so that's why the speculation probably was out there. Um, there were some pretty funny ones out there. What yeah. people really wanted it to be. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, simple stuff like extension for Vince Dunn, mm-hmm. but that naming a sense. captain, naming a captain. A lot was of people were one. worked up about that. I, I saw knew- some people thinking that the team was being moved away from Seattle, <laughs> which I thought thought was a little extreme. Honestly, I thought that was a little. Uh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Probably. That might be taking a little it, too far. It seemed like um, well, because I think a couple people partially believed that speculation from reading our mentions. There were people that were like, genuinely, no way. I think, you gotta be kidding me. I think so. No way. Cause there are people like, no, no, there's no way that that's going to happen. Like there, even though it was the most absurd thing. Wow. I didn't see that. I kind of thought people believed it anyway. Um, okay. I'm very relieved that they're not moving away. Let that's me a good tell thing. You. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so he's extended now through 26, 27. It is interesting cause his current contract isn't up for another year. So his new contract kicks in up after next season. Um, so, you know, he's just playing with house money here for the next year and then he's really got to kick it in gear cause he's got to, you know, he'll be on his new contract then after that. Right. I did like, you know, I did see that Todd mentioned the hopes that he ends his career here. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't necessarily mean this is his last contract by any means, but hopefully he likes it here and has a long and fruitful career. I mean, here. what's not to like, if you're a general manager, right. And I, I assume he's getting paid well, they don't share that kind of uh, information. I assume he's, he's making good money, but um, if you're a general manager and you get to come in and start with a clean slate and build it the way you want to build it and things have gone, you know, not great in year one, but then really well in year two, seems like you're set up for pretty good success. Like what could be a better opportunity than that? You know what I mean? Well, uh, you're right. But I think the other components there are the franchise really, you know, prioritizes investment and putting money into it. They spend, they, they can spend to the cap mm-hmm. The you see what the practice facility and how great that is and, and how great the arena is. Seem to have kind of carte blanche on hiring, right? Like he could pretty yeah, much I mean, hire I, whoever I don't wanted. think it's like, you know, he's got blank checks left and right, but you know, you make a good case for it and, and they're probably going to spend the money. So that's nice. And that, that goes to the ownership group. That's, that is a kind of a stick tap to the ownership group willing mm-hmm. to spend, um, but also the market, right? Because the market is making it, spending a lot of money going to games. So so anyway, I, I think those are the components that make this a desirable place. And then the, you know, maybe state no state income tax is also a sure. benefit for even him. So Yep. Yep. It's a good good situation, I would imagine, for him. And I don't know, he plays things very close to the vest, so it's hard to tell if he's yeah, like exactly. thrilled or yeah. whatever. But you know, I, I think he's I think he's gotta be happy with his situation. So um the team, I mean, realistically, the organization has had some good success both uh at the NHL level and at the AHL level. So um pretty impressive what him and his his staff have done. Speaking of the AHL level. Wow, interesting. Down on the farm. Yeah. Moo. That was a poor Poor Moo. Even out of practice. With the, yeah. 
I mean, I'm not though, because I, we still did this last week and I think I even moved from Doha, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So, but down on the farm, John Hayden is back with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. He had to pass through waivers because remember he got injured playing for the Kraken. Uh, he got in a fight with Clem Costin in March, I think it was, uh, and had his leg kind of fold under him. And it was a pretty nasty looking injury. If, if what I think happened, you can visibly see what happened to him if you watch the replay closely I think and uh, yeah it's not pretty so happy to have him him back he's a very very nice guy and uh, I think he would have been a, a huge help for the Kraken down the stretch if they had had him around just because he brought an element that nobody else on the Kraken bring uh, so it was it was a bummer to see him go down I thought so so I agree with that yeah but I wonder does Ty Cartier draw in if John Hayden's healthy yeah that's a great point maybe not so, Maybe not. I mean, very different roles, though, right? Different, like you're you're but, not going to have John Hayden jump up and play second line, but... It might shift things around a maybe, bit. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, anyway, good for him. He's back. So the Firebirds are heading into game four. They currently lead their series against the Milwaukee Admirals 2-1. to one. This is conference finals. I mean, they may do this thing, knock on wood. Uh, they may get to the finals here. I am knocking. I don't know if you heard it or not. I did. I heard it. I don't okay. know if the listeners did. But right. yeah, they've looked They've looked pretty good. They won the first two games, um, 6-4 and 5-3. So they're scoring some goals. And then the third game, they they lost 3-1 mm-hmm. um, in Milwaukee. So it's fun to root for them, you know, and I think of the finals, if they make the final, the, the game sh- should be on NHL Network. Usually that's how it works with the AHL. So keep an eye on that, but they got to get through this round. So Yeah. I like how you said, like, ah, you know, they've, they've played pretty well. And it's like, well, they're in the conference finals. Like, that's pretty impressive. It is, but I'm, <laughs> you know, they're a good team. They're not so, dominating yeah. the conference finals is what you're saying, I think. I, I didn't mean to take anything away. They're, okay. they're a good team. Good, um, good, yeah. good. All right. Uh, other teams that are good and are in <laughs> finals of things, the Seattle Thunderbirds, we alluded to them at the top of the show. Uh, so they are in the Memorial Cup. We talked about that last week, and uh, that's been really fun to watch. We've figured out how to do that through the CHL app, which isn't easy, I must say, but we figured it out. Um, they won their first game against Peterborough, uh, lost the second one against Quebec, and then tonight they beat Kamloops again in a pretty dominant performance. So um, I've been generally impressed, and even the one that they lost, I thought they were the better team against the Quebec Ramparts. Um, because the Quebec Ramparts won that game, though, they go straight through to the final. And this is where the format gets a little funky because it's a four-team tournament, but it's uh, a round robin. They effectively eliminate one of the four teams. Well, if there's a tiebreaker. So if, if one team goes 0-3... Then they just get eliminated. They don't play the tiebreaker. But instead, Peterborough beat Quebec. So Quebec still had the best record. They go all the way through to the final, don't have to play any additional games. Uh, Peterborough and Kamloops now play each other in a tiebreaker on Thursday. Whichever team wins that plays Seattle on Friday in the semifinals. And then whichever team wins that goes on to play Quebec on Sunday in the final. And I don't think that could have been any more clear. (laughs) <laughs> then I explained it. So yeah, there was actually quite a bit of confusion on the Twitter the last couple of days about how this scenario plays out. Yeah, but, uh, you nailed it. One thing is Seattle's win against Peterborough, the first in Game One, was their first ever win in, in the Memorial, Memorial Cup. Cup yeah, because this is only their second appearance, which is pretty crazy. Because it's not like it's not the oldest tournament. We were looking this up. I think you said it. It launched in what the seventies, seventy. To where okay. it seemed to get its traction, but like some of this is also the structuring of the of the leagues um, and the tournament itself. Yeah, since '83 is like kind of what we know as the Memorial Cup. Like okay. the mo- I, I don't. But wanna... even so, two appearances. Yeah. yeah. Since '83, you know that's 
That's two championships, and if there's 20-plus teams, that's every 20 years you're supposed to win one, right? So so that kind of checks (laughs) out. I guess so. But it it, it tells you how hard it is, I think, is my point to get there, right? And and you have to – you know, we talked to Matt Odette about this, that you have to really build. Like you can't just one year be good all of a sudden. You know, it's like it takes you several years of planning and drafting. And then when the time comes, then you then you layer in the good um, like trade players or traded for players. And that's what they've done. They've done a fantastic job of building, building this team. But it's just, man, it's so hard to get to that spot. And then, you know, Andy used to talk a lot about how hard it is for WHL teams to win. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool that they're that they're still, I mean, they have a really good chance of winning this tournament. They really do from watching this. Totally thing. I mean, agree. You know, if they end up losing one of these games, fine, but I think they might be the best team in I, the tournament. And I did see a press conference heading into the game, into the tournament with, with Matt Odette. And he talked about in 2017, by the time he got there, he was just, they were just so tired. Yeah. And it wasn't so much that, you know, like the travel or whatever. And we've talked about that a little bit, but think how few games Seattle had in the WHL playoffs, right? With a couple sweeps, and then even the last series was a, a five-game series where they, they beat Winnipeg 4-1. to one. So yeah. that's added to the rest compared to 2017, where I think there were some deep series on their WHL championship run. So interesting stuff. So that's the latest on the Memorial Cup. It's been a lot of fun to watch, and um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. So <laughs> more to come. Uh, at the NHL level, if we continue oh they're still playing We're, hockey? they're still playing um it does feel very different right like i just well, it's been quite the break right i guess for one. yeah i guess so and i did again go to the middle east which <laughs> put a wrench in my hockey watching yeah i i just i cared so much and i think i put in so much energy to the crack and run you know, and I think you mentioned this maybe a couple of weeks ago that it's a, a sport where like when your team Tribal sport, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, like I still watch, like I'm still super into it. But I'm like, the wind is out of my hockey watching sails right now for for the NHL level a little bit. I, I think I felt a little bit. I needed a little pause mm-hmm. in a way, like where I wasn't like super eager to like sit in front of my TV for six hours, yeah. right? Um, so I, I feel it, but I just, I just, it was just a, like a little lull for me. Okay. So I'm, I'm back in it, watch all, right. all the games. So all right, I, I do find myself feeling pretty excited about the final. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will say that with genuinity, genuineness. Okay, I believe you. Okay, um, I'm excited about the final. So the final is going to be the Vegas Golden Knights against the Florida Panthers, just as I think everyone predicted coming oh, for in. Sure, right. This is the seventh time in history that two non-cup winners from, like, they've never won the Stanley Cup before will face each other. Uh, This also is year six for Vegas. And remember that owner Bill Foley, when they first announced the name of the team, said, I think we'll probably win the cup by year six, which is interesting. (laughs) If that that comes in right, that's pretty – there's something. That's pretty – pretty impressive if it works out now i still think that they've ponzi schemed themselves right there's the future is dim for the vegas golden knights but right now things look pretty good they've been a very very good team through these playoffs they absolutely deserve to be where they are they're very deep they have stars they have everything you could want questions in goal although aiden hill has been really good and he's he's been he's been good fine. enough yeah he's, he's been good yeah. enough so um it should be an interesting series i think there's a lot of cool storylines in this one it starts saturday any predictions from you for this series john 
No, I just hope it really goes seven. I mean, I think this would be fun. If it goes seven, that means we're getting good hockey. Mm -hmm. And Florida excites me. I like watching Florida right now. And I don't think I want Vegas to win, but I I do like the storyline around Vegas winning in a way. And I like Mark Stone as much as I I hate him. You do? Uh, There's so many players. We've talked about this before, but Vegas, I think, is the team that I like the least right now. I just, there's something about their, like, Marcheseau, Stone, Jack Eichel, they're all just very punchable, I think. I think they all just have very <laughs> I think, punchable I think I know where you're coming faces from, right? and mannerisms. And I know a lot of people really like the way that Mark Stone celebrates goals. I'm like, I just, I hate it. I hate but it. But see, I don't think Mark Stone's like, none of those guys are dirty players. No, and they're very clean. They're, I just, there's something about them. I just don't like them. I can't really explain I, it. I like his intensity and and um, I, I don't know. I like Mark Stone. Shea Theodore, former mm-hmm. Seattle Thunderbird, plays sure. on the team. Keegan Colzar, yeah, also part of that 2017 championship. Yeah, team. I know. I know all those things, John. I Aiden know all Hill, those things. Portland Winterhawk, great. I just, I don't know. I think maybe it goes back to like I still think that they cheated on the very first Seattle Kraken game of that, all time, and okay. I just never if that's let that your go. Grudge, I support you. Okay. Okay. I'm never letting it go. It was a kicked kick in. in. Yeah, kicked I in. know exactly what you're talking. It about. It was kicked in. Damn it. Yeah. And Mark Stone said that thing after the game where he was like, well, Morgan Geeky, Morgan yeah. Geeky spun his, his stick and, yeah. and looked He didn't even us. say his name. He, right. It was so disrespectful. I know. Yeah. Hate him. Oh, Hate okay, I'm guys. on board. I'm on. I'm back in. All right, so you're rooting for the Panthers yeah. with me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, it should be fun. I'm going with Panthers in four is my prediction. So. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Bus in 10, Panthers in four. Um, oh, here's, here's, a, here's a debate that's been going on. Okay. Bobrovsky. Sergey? Yes. Tom. Legendary. Tom, Tom Bobrovsky, his brother. Legendary poor contract. Uh-huh. Some say the worst. Yeah. If Florida were to win the cup, yep. is all forgiven. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. 100%. I totally agree. I can't believe people say no. I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of in line with Philip Grubauer a little bit. Like, I don't think that Grubauer's contract is like legendarily bad. I think it's more than people want to be paying him right now for how he's performed over two years. But then he had a really good run in the playoffs and carried them through like, almost oh, to the third okay. round. And he's, you're like, he's earning oh, yeah, some value. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Some value back. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Philip group. You know, like, yeah. I think there's a similar sentiment there. And if you aren't just blown away by the way that Sergei Bobrovsky has played in these playoffs after lose, effectively losing his job for like two seasons, right? Uh yeah, I think if you if you win a Stanley Cup with this guy as your goalie, I think all is forgiven. I mean, even I think uh, Jordan Bennington, right? Like he's got this big contract. I think Blues fans are still like, I don't think he can do any wrong for them, even uh, though he's uh, had I, some bad. I I get you there, except that the cup was won before he signed that contract, right? Um, but so, I don't think people are like upset that he has that contract. Fair enough. Right. I'm okay with it. Here's another quick changing gears a bit. Okay. But I want to bring this up. That was a terrible debate, though, because you were like, oh, it's all forgiven. We were both like, yeah, 100%. That's okay. We're not, we don't make <laughs> stuff up just to like, just to, just to, right. Cause just to have carnage or whatever. Okay. Um, okay. Seattle Kraken mm-hmm. trade deadline. How many moves did they do? This year? Yeah. At the trade this deadline. This coming year? This, this last most recent year. How many did they do? Yeah. Zero. That's right. Right. I think there's only one other team that did zero moves. Can you name that team? Florida Panthers? That's right. Okay. I mean, it's kind of a 50-50 shot, and I knew that the Golden Knights made a trade because yeah. then they trade for Barbashev, I yeah. think, and they yeah. had Jonathan Quick also. That's right. So, so. isn't that kind of cool, though? Like, I hate the trade deadline for, mm-hmm. like, playoff teams, and I kind of 
trashed a couple teams for their trades during the trade deadline. But I appreciate like Florida proving my point. And, the, and that's one data point. I'm not saying it's the only way to do these things, but I like that they were successful even though they made no trades. Seattle also successful even though they made no trades. I think there's something about being in that area of the standings too where you're like, I don't... I don't like, want to put not, my chips we're in not because... The, yeah, yeah, we're not the best team here. You know what I mean? Where Florida, they were barely alive. And I think as a as a GM... Thanks, thanks to the Chicago Blackhawks for beating the <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, they would have yeah. missed the playoffs completely on that last, last game, uh, game of the year. But I think there's that spot in the standings where you're like, we're not... We want to make the playoffs, of course, but we're not quite ready to be like cup contenders where we're going to go all in. And I think that's kind of where Seattle was this year, too. Right. I think they saw that they were like, we we should make the playoffs, but I don't think we're quite ready to put all our chips in yet. Like maybe a year or two down the line we can. But I thought that that was kind of why they stood pat. Uh, I know that's consistent with what you said back in March. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't necessarily agree. Okay. Um, you just think that they don't they didn't want to make trades because it's not so much I don't think if you're kind of on the bottom half of the playoff teams mm -hmm. you should be like ah we're probably not going to make a run so let's not blow an asset cuz you can still make a run right if you get in right and right. Seattle you know was pretty close to making a run they right? did make a run yeah, yeah. well define yeah. making a run right. i thought they made a run yeah. so so i'm just saying i you don't add for at making ads sake Right. Okay. Make an ad for a, a clear need. Yeah. Um. In a way, like Toronto made so many trades during the trade deadline, and look what that got him. Yeah. So Kyle Dubas traded himself out of town. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Enough of that. We live right. in the history. So yeah. How does yeah. this impact the Leafs? Yeah. Thank um, you. The Men's Worlds also came to completion last week. And um, again, just as everybody expected, Germany was in the uh, silver medal spot. They won the silver medal is probably the better way to say that. <laughs> Losing to Canada in the final. Um, and after beating USA in the semifinal. In overtime. In overtime. Then USA goes on to play Latvia, loses again to Latvia for the bronze medal. Latvia's first medal ever in this tournament. Pretty cool. I have to admit, like, obviously I want USA to win, but also I felt more joy seeing Latvia have like a national day of celebration than, I mean, nobody would have even talked about. It. I don't know if we would have even mentioned on the podcast that USA had won bronze had they won that game. You know, I mean, we would have, but it, it's a you weird know I mean? tournament, like, right? It's such like, a weird tournament. The players are not, I don't think they are even all NHL players. No. Uh, on the U.S. team. Mm -hmm. um, and we should say Latvia has actually had some, I don't want to say it's an up-and-coming nation because I think that's like putting too much emphasis on it, but they've had a series of like top hockey players being drafted over the last like five, six years. So I wonder as a nation, like it's actually getting better. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously that's really cool. Uh, very excited for them. And, you know, the preliminary rounds were, there. they was in Finland and Latvia. So it, like there was, Part of this this world championships actually took place in uh, Latvia, so that mm -hmm. was cool. Uh, and the fans, I guess, is crazy. Like there's there's like er, international lore to Latvian fans, yeah. And like seeing games in Latvia is like should be on a lot of hockey fans' bucket list. And I think I'm I'm there, right? I gotta get go see a game there because the fans just go crazy. Yeah, it looks uh, looks pretty cool, and just um, seeing how much they celebrated and. 
Um, brought a lot of joy to my heart. I got to say, shout out to <laughs> Arthur Silov's MVP of the tournament uh, with a 952 save percentage. He got him past Sweden. He got them past, so I guess they lost to Canada, and then he got him past USA. So heck of a performance there. You remember the connection, John? Arthur Silov's? When did we see him play? You remember when we saw him play? He played in the WHL? Nope. He was in the first preseason game for the Kraken in Spokane. Oh. Uh. We've talked about that. That's right. Before, that's right. So, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But his name, he's one of those guys that his name just keeps he coming up somehow. He did play in the WHL, though, I think. Okay. So, but. Uh, maybe. Fine. <laughs> that's not where we saw him. Right, right. Uh, back to the NHL. There's been, the, the merry-go-round is spinning. It is, uh, it's spinning which, around. Which merry-go-round and are we talking about? Both the GM merry-go-round and also the coach merry-go-round. Goalie, the goalie carousel has not started spinning just yet. Not yet. Eventually. This is uh, this is some interesting stuff, though, I think. So Nashville, they have Barry Trotz coming in as general manager now. Uh, his first real act is he fired John Hines and hired Andrew Brunette. Now, I'm a big Andrew Brunette fan. Uh, I always have been. He's or very, very... Minnesota Wild. Correct. He's Front very, office. very yeah. funny. Well, and player also. Scored arguably the biggest goal in Wild history. Ended Patrick Waugh's career. Uh, more on Patrick Waugh in a moment. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know he he had that magical run and with the the Florida Panthers as their interim didn't get hired they they gave it to Joel Quenville uh, or no he replaced Joel Quenville that's what it was that's right yeah. um, had a magical run as their coach and then uh, they hired Paul Maurice instead of hiring him so since then he's been an assistant coach with the New Jersey Devils under Lindy Ruff so. Um, good on him. I, uh, I'm a fan of Andrew Burnett. I think that'll be uh, a good hire for them. Uh, so that's the Nashville Predators. One sec. Uh-huh. John Hines was fired like the same day he was hired as Burnett was hired. Okay. I don't like that. That's kind of dirty to me, Got right? It. Like clearly they should have let him go so then he can interview other places. Okay. Theoretically. Uh-huh. I don't know. I thought that was a little dirty. So Yeah, because it's like they have the replacement lined up and ready to go. Is it kind of like Boudreaux and- Yeah, a little bit. A little less public, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I get it. I get the sentiment. Uh, so the Washington Capitals uh, actually. So in a way, uh, people always complain that the NHL never hires new coaches, right? Andrew Burnett has never officially been a head coach before. He was an interim head coach. That's correct. He had a phenomenal showing as the interim head coach. Everybody thought he should have been the head coach for Florida. Um, but also Spencer Carberry gets hired by the Washington Capitals. That'll be his first job as well. Um, he previously has been, he was with the Capitals organization. He was the head coach in Hershey, won the AHL Coach of the Year Award. Uh, then he went on to Toronto, and I think he was there, what, last year? last two years, maybe something like that. So he was an assistant coach in Toronto. Um, and now he's back with Washington as the head coach. So that's kind of cool. I like that journey. Yeah. And you didn't mention it, but he was with the Capitals ECHL affiliate, ah. the, the South Carolina Stingrays. Oh yes, of course. Back in the day. Yeah. So. I knew that. Very cool. No, and remember, we're pro ECHL. <laughs> oh, of course. Too. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not very good with the affiliations. I'll be honest. I think they shift around a little, a little bit. bit. In the ECHL. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, good. Yeah, even the Kraken's affiliate has already changed twice or something. That's once true. Or twice. So. Twice. Also, allegedly, uh, and this one's not confirmed yet, but we've seen you've seen reports. I haven't seen these reports. Various 
you've, you've seen these reports. Peter, think. Peter Laviolette could yeah. be back. So there's the the old boys club, right? It can't, um, you know, not every team can have new coaches. So um, so he could be going to the New York Rangers. Uh, Rangers have, whether they had Gerard Gallant previously, before Gerard Gallant, they had David Quinn. And David Quinn at that time was uh, a first-time coach. That's so, right. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Whatever. I don't really. Laviolette. I don't really care. Allegedly, about a good coach. Yeah, I mean, so mm-hmm. uh, the teams that still do not have coaches are Columbus, Calgary, and Anaheim. Coaches that are still out there and rumored to be candidates: uh, Gerard Gallant, who we just mentioned, and one Patrick Waugh, who currently is coaching the Quebec Ramparts in the Memorial Cup. The Waugh things are a little weird to me mm-hmm. um, because if you remember how he a left... little wired, <laughs> I'm not going to say yeah. that. All right. uh, if you remember, he kind of left Colorado Avalanche all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he left him high and dry. In August, yeah. heading into the season. Was that when Bednar got hired? Yes. It was. And Bednar yeah, that worked had a out. really rough year. Yep. Worked out pretty well in the end, but... It's true. Mm-hmm. All is forgiven, right? Yeah. We just talked about that. Remember when so, Patrick Waugh tried to kill Bruce Boudreaux in like his first game as coach? When he like shoved the partition over on him? You, yes. you don't... Yeah, okay. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know if he tried to kill him. I think that's a stretching a little bit. It looks um, like you wanted to fight him, which would have been a heck of a matchup. You know, one one <laughs> name to kind of keep an eye on from a Kraken <laughs> perspective is is Jay Leach. Yeah. So we know he interviewed at a couple of places last summer. Yeah, and, and I think he got pretty close on the Boston job before Montgomery got it. Yeah, and his name has been brought up a little bit this offseason, but we haven't heard much for a while, so he might not be in the running there. But, um, you know, Calgary is another interesting one. Because Mitch Love is the head coach for the Calgary Wranglers, the AHL team. They did pretty well. Mm. Uh, he's also former Everett Silvertip. Uh, he would be an interesting one. But, you know, they just hired their GM. So we'll see. That might take a little while. But Well, uh, don't ruin that. We haven't gotten not, there yet. Um, it's foreshadowing, actually. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, one that I, I'm kind of interested to see what happens to is Toronto. Because Sheldon Keefe was Kyle Dubas's, like, buddy right like they they've been together since back in their junior days so i'm curious to see if sheldon keith sticks around um and if not that could open uh but we shall see now we can talk about gm so gms that got hired craig conroy not craig conway john tried to <laughs> trick me into thinking of charlie conway from the mighty ducks but craig conroy got hired as general manager so he replaces brad tree living uh, he spent the last 13 years in the Flames front office, so he's been around for a long time. He also played for that organization for a long time, so he breathes, eats, sleeps the New Calgary blood. Flames. New blood, as so, we yes, say. Yes, sort yeah. of, sort of. He's hired well, from within. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, but Brad Tree Living now gets hired by Toronto, so that carousel is also spinning. Um, and meanwhile, Pittsburgh is not filled, but the rumor is, who's interested there, or who are they interested in? Kyle Dubas. Kyle Dubas. Yeah, that's what I was Kyle getting Dubas. at. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. Also, um, we keep hearing, I feel like Jason Botterill's name comes up every now and then about Pittsburgh because he's got some past connections there. Yeah, and that was the interesting thing um, about the news conference that we talked about, the Ron Francis extension. I thought there was a scenario where Ron Francis would, would get promoted to president of hockey operations and Botterill promoted as AGM to GM. Um, Botterill's a key component of this franchise, the Seattle Kraken, that is. Um, so if we're to lose him, that is a blow. But anyway, his name hasn't hasn't been announced yet, so he might be with the Kraken still. Here's hoping. Yeah. I mean, 
he's a friend of the pod, so you want to see success. So if he gets an That's opportunity true. to go be right. GM again, that would be cool for him. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, it would be a blow to the, the Seattle organization. Um, so anyway, things to keep an eye on there. Uh, we now move on to our weekly one-timers. And we only have one weekly one-timer, which is that Kyle Poso has been extended. <laughs> Do you think this is a this reach is, for a one-timer? This is a bit of a reach, yeah. Uh, Kyle Poso extended for one year, $2.5 million. That's not a bad salary, uh, but he has he's he's closing in 1,000 games in his career, 984 career games. He had a whopping 28 points last season. I Where are you with Kyle Poso? I think he is in the twilight of his career. Well, that that I know, but he's from Minnesota. Yeah. Played it. It was a gopher, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I loved him. Uh, his career, like with the Islanders, I thought he was awesome, and he's can't believe how long he's been at Buffalo because it felt like he's been old for a while, but <laughs> he's still playing pretty well. So anyway, I'm I'm a fan of his. He's he's a, he seems like a a good person. The interviews I've always seen. So I've heard he's a really good person, and I know he had some really tough issues with concussions and things yeah, like that in his that's career. What and I so, remember. Yeah, that, yeah. I think there was a point where a lot of people kind of thought his career was over, and he's he's managed to get past that. So. Uh, so good on him. Congratulations yeah. to Kyle Poso for another season with the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> and that wraps up our <laughs> weekly one-timers. <laughs> and I'm sure you're listening, Kyle Poso. <laughs> <laughs> we right. now move on we're, we're to... We're not even at the off-season yet. No, everyone. and this is yeah. this is like we're we're we've stretched a little in this episode, and I think we're gonna be at like a half length episode for this one. But that's okay; it happens, you know. It's the kind of the off season for the Kraken, um, not quite the off season for the NHL. And there's no playoffs being played this yeah, week, so I know. Anyway, we're doing our best, folks. Um, we now move on to Sound of Hockey's three stars. We did tweets the week, and then we did three stars. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever. you want to do. Okay, We're going to do stars first. Go okay. ahead. What's your star? Who's your star? My star is Devin Cooley. Okay. And he guesses to who he is. <laughs> no. <laughs> he is a goalie for the Milwaukee Admirals. Okay. So do you know how many playoff games he's played this Calder Cup? I would guess not that many because they also have a scar of. So That's right. Right. Let's go four. One. One game. One, okay. And it happened to be game three against Coachella. So I know he beat our beloved Coachella Valley Firebirds Mm -hmm. in game three. But when I was watching the game, I saw the kind of the wrap up and Askarov was backing up. So it wasn't like he was hurt or anything. So Mm -hmm. I, because they went on the, saw him jump on the ice and give him a hug. And I'm like, who's Devin Cooley? Like, why is he playing? And I did some research on him. Okay. And I thought this was kind of fun. Yeah. What do you Um, got? He grew up in Northern California. Not a lot of Northern Californians in the NHL or in you love a good NHL. California. Born I know, but Northern California player. is very specific okay. too. All right. Uh, so um, he allowed one goal and twenty eight shots in that game three. He played half a season with the BCHL Wenatchee Wild. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then went on to play at Denver with friend of the pod Dylan Gambrell. Dylan Gambrell. That's I... right. <laughs> And then he spent most of his 2020-21 season in the ECHL. Okay. And he's backed up Yaroslav Askarov, who we've talked about on the pod before, being one of the top goalies in the world, not in the NHL. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Top prospect. Goalie prospect, sure. So anyway, I just love that story and getting the start for a random game and and getting a win when the team needed it. So I like that. So now I'm a little embarrassed to admit who my star is because I put my star on here like – 
almost a full week ago. <laughs> my star is Arthur Seelofs. So I put him on there a long time ago. And then like I had him as my star because he beat Sweden and then he beat uh, USA. Yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, now he's really my star. But then we talked about him earlier in the show. So it feels a little compared to the research I did into mine. Yeah, you went pretty deep. I was <laughs> like, well, the sea lobs guy. Uh, that's OK. That's OK. I love hearing it. All right. We close the show with our tweets of the week. John, what's your tweet of the week? My tweet of the week comes from Ardo Cal. Mm-hmm. He is on ESPN. He does, I think he does a show called The Point and The Drop with friend of the pod, Greg Wyshynski. Mm-hmm. Uh, his tweet says, since 1993, NHL teams from Canada have made the Stanley Cup final exactly as many times as teams from the state of Florida. Hmm. That number is seven. Ah. So it helps to have Tampa Bay in yeah, Florida. Right, right. Because you got Vancouver since 1993. That's correct. All right. Vancouver's done it. They did it in 94. And then again in whatever year Boston was there. 2011. Okay. And huh, seven times Canadian teams have made it? Yeah. Okay. How many times have the Leafs? <laughs> no. That's enough Leaf talk. All right. Edmonton's been there. I guess all the teams except the Leafs have been there, right? Is that right? I don't mean to- Winnipeg has not been in Winnipeg, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't mean to- In Montreal, if you remember, Montreal did it 2021 in the bubble season. Yeah. yeah. So, and then they got mopped up. All right. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. That's a very interesting tweet. My tweet, I actually have two of them. Uh, One of them comes from Gord Miller. Uh, It's just uh, nothing super, super funny. He was my tweet of the week last week. That's right. But so he's got a video of people (laughs) in Latvia laying flowers outside of the U.S. embassy. And Gord Miller retweets it and says, in Latvian tradition, people deliver flowers to the embassy of the nation they just defeated in an international competition. So I love that. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Uh, I have a second one, actually. It comes from uh, the On the Bench crew, Ali Postanen, whatever he's called. It says, Jamie Ben getting ready for game six and he's got a, a barbell and he's just cross-checking down on a medicine, <laughs> bo- on a medicine ball in the gym. <laughs> uh, made me laugh. Okay, uh, that was uh, our two-for-one special, which there is actually go. only half of an episode. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you for the great five-star review, Will Lamb, and I'm sorry to Jeff that we missed your birthday by a week. We'll get we, it next year. We blew it. Yep, we absolutely blew it. But happy birthday nonetheless. Happy belated. Uh, leave your five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Stitcher. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. I said that in a weird way. And uh, Just subscribe. We'll read your- ep- Check the site. There's still a lot of content. Soundhockey.com. Yeah. Stick taps for Andy. We'll read your, ep- your um, review if you leave it for us. Five-star review on next week's show. <laughs> Talk to you all soon for episode 242. Cheers.